Good day and welcome to Follow Spot. Every week we will speak with an alumni of the NYU Tisch Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program. I'm your host, Jean-Paul Yovanov. Before we begin, we want to thank the show's sponsors, 35th Parallel Productions and Musical Theater Radio. Today we are speaking with graduates of Cycle 30, Bella Constasia Kavalitz and Janie Miles Feingold. Bella, Janie, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, Janie, why don't we start with you? Hi, well, so nice to meet this audience. Um, I'm Janie, I'm the words half of this combination over here. Uh, I write the book and lyrics and I'm from New York City. I actually grew up very lucky to be able to see a lot of Broadway shows and fell in love with live musical performance um, from a very young age. And it soon became clear that I could neither sing, act, nor dance. So if I wanted to get up there and be involved in live musicals in some way, um, I was gonna have to be writing them. So that kind of started uh, my, my career um, in writing. And I, I ended up moving to LA and working in film and TV. And in 2019, in the middle of the night, I was so over LA, couldn't stand it anymore. And I applied to NYU literally in the middle of the night and got in, sold my car, said goodbye to all my friends, got out of my apartment and came home to New York where I met Bella and had such an amazing experience at GMTWP. Wow. Mm -hmm. Bella, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, lucky for me that Jamie felt like she couldn't sing or act or dance, which I disagree with, I've heard her saying. But um, yeah, I moved here. I mean, I grew up, I'm currently actually phoning in, zooming in from Poland. I grew up in Poland. My mom did musical theater. She was a conductor and a pianist. And so I grew up with the bug, but then I moved to the US when I was around about 12. And then from there, found my way to Nashville and so I was actually lived before I moved to New York I was living in Nashville I was right I learned I was learning the craft of songwriting it's it's really fascinating um living there I feel like I learned so much and so I kind of was living in the singer songwriter world for a while doing my own artist thing doing co-writes but I had a similar like middle of the night moment genuinely I was I can't even remember what musical I was listening to it was the middle of the night and all of a sudden I had this like lightning bolt moment where I was like I need to write musical theater I love telling stories. I've loved musical theater my whole life. This is where I belong. And I'd been kind of searching for my, you know, my, my corner, my, my, my direction. And so I did a late night Google search as well. And I found the program and I was like, I have to apply. It was one of those moments in my life where I knew this was something I have to do. And so I applied, I got in, I packed up all my belongings, actually forgot the one thing I needed to bring, which was my guitar, ironically. Um, and drove in my tiny Prius up to New York, moved to New York. And Janie was the first person I actually wrote with day one of school. She was my writing partner for the first assignment. And it was love at first write. <laughs> well, let's talk about your latest project, Real People Things. Uh, give us a little synopsis of the show. Yeah, totally. Um, so it's actually a love story about two people who fall in love through the internet is the brief, yes. <laughs> yeah. the brief overview. Uh, it's a, it, 
It's a pop musical that follows Rosie Peters and Theo Goldberg. They're in their late 20s living in New York, and they match on a dating app in the heart of New York City's lockdown. So we're talking April of 2020, when you weren't able to go anywhere or do anything. This was before to-go drinks were a thing. This is before, you know, tests were a thing. Um, This was like full lockdown. So they meet on an app and they start to get to know each other following the natural steps of dating, such as moving over to text message, calling each other on the phone, having a FaceTime date. And at the end of these few days, they have to decide, are we going to risk it all and meet in person? So it's a very, very, very small plot (laughs) with really big feelings. We're really holding a magnifying glass up to the nuances of what happens when you're getting to know someone, when you're figuring out how to be vulnerable with a new person. And I think for us, the show is also really about our relationship as a generation with screens and how to find authenticity through something that is completely artificial. Yeah, which is kind of, I mean, which is terrifying just being authentic with anyone in the flesh, no less like with a stranger over the internet. And so the the sound of the show, um, we, I, with my background in Nashville, I've always been super drawn to pop with story-led narratives but to pop music and Janie has a similar with her um, background. She has a similar love of pop music. And so we really met with that joint sound. It came very naturally for us to just kind of write in this style. And so the songs are all songs that we wanted to you to feel like you could, you know, chant along with, sing along with in your bedroom or sing along with in a giant, you know, arena, wherever you find yourself, but that they're really accessible. Um, which is also why we, the first iteration of our show, we wrote to be audio only because we wanted it to be as easily accessible as possible, especially since we wrote it during the pandemic when people couldn't go to shows. We are like, well, how can we allow viewers to listeners to get in on this world to feel like they're eavesdropping in on the story? Yeah. Well, well, audio only. Audio only also was good because it's so... It's so micro. So to feel like the Mm -hmm. characters live in your ear and that you're literally eavesdropping on them. Like we always say eavesdrop because that's what it feels like. It's like the dialogue is, you know, you hear people stutter and you hear them speak the way that we really speak. And we kind of live in that very delicate area of um, trying to understand another person and the the really delicate moments of like misunderstanding that happen when you're Mm -hmm. first getting to know someone and then also like really juicy moments that like when we showed it to our faculty everyone was like blushing you know like it felt private it felt like we were watching something that we were that was meant to be private and like we were there also (laughs) so um, yeah yeah we have a moment we have a moment when I mean they haven't they haven't seen like they haven't seen each other in person we have a moment where they talk about would they have had their first kiss yet you know it's like this phenomenon that we live in with technology and how you can form an intimate connection with somebody and have never even seen them especially during the pandemic when people couldn't meet in person i mean people were passing the phase when they would have their first kiss you know i think this is a perfect place to uh, p- talk about a song Let, we're gonna play uh, pixels and wires next do you want to set it up for us let people know 
Okay, uh, so this is a song in the audio only version. This song is a Theo song. So Theo is our is our leading man. And his whole thing is that he is not comfortable letting his walls down. He's never had to be vulnerable before. He's very much like a creature of habit. And he, in this song, Pixels, Pixels and Wires, he's sort of reflecting on dating culture of a pandemic that in his perfect world, he would go to a bar and, you know, meet a friend of a friend and like it would it would come naturally in that way in a safe space. And he's sort of reflecting on the risk of this situation. Perfect. Well, this is Pixels and Wires from Real People Things on Follow Spot. Wish I could go to a bar And strike up a conversation With a friend of a friend There would be mutual ground To play around in And by the end of the night I'd know If I wanted to see them again Okay, so I am no star when it comes to conversation But I learn to pretend It's easy to tell If things are going well enough And by the end of the night I'd know If I wanted to see them again Meeting in person Connected to pixels and wires than after hours of overpriced drinks at a bar, and I knew right away I wanna see you. I wanna see you for the time being. I'll see you through a screen, but. One day we'll go to a bar And strike up a conversation Show you all to my friends There will be mutual ground To play around in Because we'll both know We'll both know That we beat all the odds The internet I wanted to see you again You are listening to Follow Spot, and we are speaking with Bella and Janie, the creators of Real People Things. I'd love to know what made you want to write this show in the first place. Yeah, totally. I mean, like I said before, Janie and I got paired together for our very first song assignment at the Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program. And something we 
instantly connected over was our obsession with feelings first, music, songs, art. Just we wear our hearts on our sleeves and instantly as overfeelers, I think we both immediately recognized, okay, yes, you, you feel the same. And so we very seriously wanted to write a story that, that talked about that, that was about, okay, what is this feeling we're trying to express and how can we kind of build a narrative over that? And so we both, we kind of drew from real life experiences and from fabricated. <laughs> so it was loosely inspired by our own diaries. Yeah, I think I feel like you're setting me up to come in and talk about this yes. element. So yeah, the, the search was on for the right narrative that would fit this sort of feelings driven story we want to tell. And around the same time, we were actually in lockdown. This it was April of 2020. It it was um it was the end of the school year for us at in our first year of NYU, and our spring break had been interrupted by the pandemic and everyone got sent home basically. So me, I was 28 years old and living with my mom and my brother in a, in a house that we rented to quarantine together and tension was running high, so to speak, because it had been a minute since I lived at home with them. And I also was newly single and um, couldn't go on dates with people. So I decided to download a dating app and I actually ended up meeting someone and very quickly falling in love with them through FaceTime conversations. So I spent the summer FaceTiming this person for six weeks every single night before we could meet in person. And meanwhile, Bella and I get paired as thesis partners that summer and are searching for this like feelings driven narrative. Meanwhile, also Bella's my best friend. So I'm like sending her lyrics about this like experience I'm having and she's like super inspired and like we're writing these songs already about what is happening to me. And uh, very naturally sort of the story of, okay, like maybe it could be two people who meet on a dating app during the pandemic. And maybe we can sort of like mine the material that we're creating. And I, I will say it, it, is, it is inspired by this experience, but it also was such a perfect fit of a story because it allowed us to touch on themes that we already knew we wanted to talk about, um, especially like relationship with screens, relationship with self. Um, we wanted to really get into this, the quest for vulnerability and what it means to unravel yourself for another person. And yeah, really have this like juicy story that allowed us to to dig into the deep feelings. I mean, and of course, all of this was heightened because we wrote, we were writing the entire thing from our separate quarantines in lockdown over Zoom. And so it also felt like the perfect story in that way, because Janie and I were like opening our hearts up to each other over text messages and Zooms. And we were like bleeding hearts, just like in our lonely little corners. We're like, wow, we really need each other right now. It's through this little screen portal that I'm getting all of my emotional connection with, with another human. And so it felt especially relevant um, and immediate in that way. Yeah, and we did write the entire show on Zoom. There is one song in the show that we wrote together in the room. And it's the last song that got added because it was once we were both vaccinated, we, we stuck one more song it was in there. It was accidental. It just kind of happened. Let's listen to another song. How about the title song, Real People Things? Uh, you want to set that up for us? Yeah. 
So Real People Things um, is a song sung by our leading lady, Rosie. Um, we definitely modeled some of her storyline after our own lives. She is someone who's got a very vivid imagination and has trouble seeing people for who they are and who, rather than who she wants them to be. And so this song is her wrestling with that, that facet of her life. It's something that she struggled with for as long as she can remember. And this is her kind of having to come head to head with that. It's called Real People Things. Perfect introduction. This is Real People Things on Follow Spot. You know that thing where they say pinch me so I know I'm not dreaming. What's the version of that? Forgetting to know someone. Where you hang on to every other word they say You pick and choose the parts of them that sound the most okay The parts that fit what you're looking for And you ignore the rest How do I see what's in front of me? And not just what I want it to be when everything is perfect on paper So you make up excuses And you pose for a photo that you post on your feed When you're an almost perfect fit So you put up with his shit And you lie to your friends saying He's all that I need How do I see what's in front of me? And not just how I want it to be tell you they really are it's your choice to listen i think people tell me who they really are and i don't always listen now i've got a chance to do things differently try not to edit try not to change as I write my own story of who he is What's really there? What's he really telling me? How do I see what's in front of me? And not just how I want things to be not just how I want things to be. This is Follow Spot, and we are talking with Bella and Janie, the creators of the musical Real People Things. 
the show started out as audio only, but what was the process for taking it beyond this medium to a more visual one? Yeah, well, when you find yourself in grad school during a pandemic, you have to get creative with how you are presenting your material to the faculty. And because Bella and I, you know, we're just bursting with creativity and we want to present our work in the most attractive way possible, it was really hard for us to not include visuals when we were sharing. Uh, we kept saying week after week, yeah, we're writing a podcast musical. Yeah, it's audio only. And we never presented it that way, truthfully. We were always adding cool visuals. Um, I have a filmmaking background. I, I went to film school as my undergrad and I worked in the industry for nine years <laughs> before moving to New York. And I'm also um, a director. So, you know, when, when Bella was uh, on her end of the screen and we weren't able to be in the room together and I was sitting there feeling like I wasn't doing enough, I started making little videos and then it just kind of turned into our thing. Like all the work that we presented, we both were like, oh, what's the cool font we're gonna use? What's the cool lighting situation we're gonna use? And really organically together, it became like something we were both doing. So um, by the end of the year, when we were going to film or we were going to present a full read through of the show, we decided to film our table read and to add in cool aesthetics and visuals. And we, we got neon lights on Amazon and we sent them to our actors. And uh, we just wanted to go that extra mile because we felt it really supported the work that we were doing and we wanted our vision to come across in that way. So it, by the end of the year, when people were like, so you're doing an audio musical? we were like, maybe we're not. Maybe there is a visual element to this. Yeah, we had this revelation at the end precisely. I think Jeannie and I are both incredibly visual just anyway. We have we, we just see things naturally. I mean, I'm obsessed with movies and she has her film background. But I think what's cool about the story is that precisely because it is, it's so, you know, really it's small plot, but just big, big feelings. You're dropping into moments with people. I think that's a reason that makes it actually successful in multiple mediums. I think that the cool thing about the audio only is that you're you're like you're literally eavesdropping in. You don't see these people. You're experiencing how they experience each other before they ever get to see each other. And so, uh, but I think what makes the film version exciting is that you get to kind of enter into their little visual worlds, into their rooms, into their their what were their universes when they were in lockdown as they're getting to know each other. From their separate bedrooms you know you get to kind of visually live that um and I think that there's a whole world of musical movies that hasn't like a language and a style that hasn't been done yet and so I think Janie and I are really excited to kind of define you know this is not going to be a greatest showman by any means like it's it's you know it's more than being like indie. a star is born and once yeah. it's yeah it's we call ourselves bubblegum indie because it's more grounded and you know, it's also sounds not like musical theater. It sounds like hopefully, you know, your favorite album on Spotify. And so I think we're both really excited to, to venture into this medium, kind of define it how, you know, how we choose. Yeah. So to recap, we are writing this as a indie feature film, and it also allows us to have close-ups, which is like the one thing I always missed from Broadway. Like when, when you have that big emotional song moment, I wanna go close up. So uh, our, our film adaptation allows us to do that. 
And Bella, I really love what you said about bubblegum indie. So I want to highlight that for a second because bubblegum indie is the aesthetic that we have named ourselves because it's like, it is pop and colorful and, you know, what kind of mainstream, but it's not really, it is indie and, and grittier and always kind of lands in a darker place a little bit um, or a more grounded sort of authentic place. Well, let's listen to one more song from the show. Uh, let's listen to Overthinking About You. Uh, yeah, you, 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 I think you'd enjoy this song a little bit. Just in the way I can see you smiling. The, listeners can't hear it and see it, but I can. Well, I'm like we should both. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, so we should both is, intro this. <laughs> it's, I, well, like one quick fun thing about it is that it's a song about texting and overthinking your text messages, which I don't think we've ever seen in a musical before. Bella, what, what were you going to say? Yeah, and it's just the funny thing about how this song came about a little bit of the process is that it started off as a really short AABA song. Um, so it was not a verse chorus. There was no big chorus moment. And in the process of rewriting and, and writing and rewriting the song and overthinking it, it became a much bigger, much more overthought, <laughs> much longer song, which I just think in the journey of overthinking to me is, is fitting. We've all been there with texting. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Let's listen to Overthinking About You from the musical Real People Things on Follow Spot. Sipping on a cherry wine, drinking in the afternoon, hoping you respond to soon. I'm overthinking about you. talk to you because you seem like the kind of guy my friends would approve of is it too early to ask if you're gonna hurt my feelings because if so i'm not gonna save your number no i can't say that if i say something like that he's gonna think i'm sensitive or clingy or some other shade of unattractive and shit my brain's so overactive these days delete all that start over are you gonna hurt my feelings i'd like to know right now if i could only know right now before i start to like you like really like you i'm overthinking about you you want to talk to me am i only interested in you because you may be interested in me are you worth unraveling for am i even able to unravel like a five foot eleven spool of yarn Yarn? Where did yarn come from? Please. Are you gonna hurt my feelings? I'd like to know right now if I could only know right now. Before I open up to you. Before I start to like you. Like, really like you. I'm overthinking takes 
too long to see it What if we waste all our very best years in disagreements? What if I break your heart, or worse, you break mine? You wanna see the real me But will you like the real me? Does your mind race like mine? Thinking too much of the time What if we're bad match and it takes too long to see it? What if we waste all our very best years in disagreements? What if I break your heart? Or worse, you too much of the time What if we're bad match and it takes too long to see it? What if we waste all our very best years in disagreements? What if I break your heart? Great song, great song, uh, Belle and Janie. Thank you very much uh, for letting us play it here on, on the station and on the show. I hear you have some exciting news about what's up next for the musical. So we already mentioned how the show started as an audio-only version, um, and now we're currently reimagining it to be an indie feature film. Well, we're, we were so surprised and excited to get the opportunity to have a concert presentation of our show at Two Rivers Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey in July. We definitely imagined our show having, um, you know, being a live concert experience. We didn't think it'd be the first step, but we're so thrilled to get to, you know, do a hybrid version of this for stage um, and get to have our actors also be the band it's a very integrated kind of fun outdoor experience um but Janie I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about how we're adapting the book yeah so for uh to graduate from NYU we presented a three-hour episodic audio-ish only version of the show that we had uh, we graduated on a Wednesday and on Monday we got the call from Two River that they wanted to have us as part of their Plaza Players series this summer in Red Bank, New Jersey. So we were <laughs> very surprised to realize that the first iteration of our piece would be live. That's like crazy to go from writing this thing on Zoom and you know finding ways to make it without live theater uh, to have this opportunity arrive was incredible. And um, we began imagining, okay, 
what does this thing look like live? And due to COVID restrictions, we can only have four people uh, up on the stage, which immediately became clear to us that, oh, they're gonna have to play the instruments too. So we have four performers that are going to be singing, acting and playing the songs. Um, and we had to we had to trim the book from three hours to one hour. So uh, we're really excited. Um, the version of the show that will be presented at Two River is definitely more of like, a, as Bella said, a live concert presentation with mm -hmm. some with some choice moments from the book that are highlighted. And not everything can be presented in this way. But it's it's going to be really fun, and we're really excited about it. And um, also, you know, to have actors that we get to collaborate with mm -hmm. is amazing. And also, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like Bella made all of our demos and sang every single vocal part and played every instrument, and it was just Bella, like Bella's voice with Bella's voice with Bella's voice. So for the end of school, we we did get to collaborate with. Maxwell Whittington Cooper and Ren Martinez, who you heard featured on the tracks today, but it was mostly Bella's voice stacked in the background everywhere else. So for this live version to get to hear actors singing all of the parts is going to be really, really exciting. Yeah, and in real time, writing those parts, Dean and I both within a span of like um, literally a month, we're rewriting and I'm orchestrating for a live band when all of these songs were, you know, produced as pop tracks without really the intention for immediate performance on stage. And so we're kind of moving on our toes and it's going to be like a fun, you know, poppy, quick moving concert version of our show. We're really, we're really excited. Congratulations. Congratulations on getting the production up. Uh, I look forward to um, seeing more productions of it in the future and even a film version at some point. Um, thank you, Bella and Jamie, so much for joining us today and telling us a little bit about Real People Things. Thank you so much. We cannot wait for everyone to watch the movie. <laughs> thank you for having us. This was so fun. No problem. No problem. That's it for today's episode of Follow Spot. We want to thank our sponsors at Musical Theatre Radio and 35th Parallel Productions. And of course, NYU's Tisch Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program. I'm Jean-Paul Yovanoff, and please continue to support new creators and their works because today's new musical might just be tomorrow's Broadway hit. <laughs>